What's it like when one of your friends on death row is led away to be executed? You have a prepaid call from William A. Sapira. An inmate at the California State Prison, San Quentin. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. I had to be a different, complete guy, which is the guy who walked walkways of San Quentin's death row and without a gang, without a, a group of people around me, it was just me. Soon after you went into to be on death row, and you didn't really understand the prison workout system so much. But then he said, we're going to do 75 sets of it. To me, that seems extreme. So I'm wondering if there's a danger of overtraining, wearing yourself out so that you're... No, no, that's actually funny. That's, and it's funny. I'll tell you why. That's a good one, man. Uh, I'll tell you why. Welcome to Death Row Diaries. I'm Matt Ralston. And I'm William Aguero. And today we're going to be talking about the Uvalde school shooting and those events, and as well as the shooter whose name is Salvador Ramos. Um, before that, we're going to get into a listener-submitted question, and that is from Jesse in Baltimore, Maryland. And Jesse says, so Bill, if you want to get something from the commissary or maybe you want to get a, a meal, you know, a regular prison meal and you have a food allergy, let's say you have celiac disease, let's say you're allergic to any number of things, is there a way you can handle that or do you just have to deal with what you get? Yeah, hey, thank you, Jess, for the question. Yeah, there are ways to deal with it. I think the most common one is peanuts. A lot of guys are looking for peanuts. And on the commissary, the canteen, they do have items that are peanut-free. And if you go to the doctor here and you speak to the doctor, tell them what the allergies are or what you think they are, they run out the number of battery tests. And when the battery of tests are done, if you come back positive, the medical department here will uh, assign a special diet for you. It's nothing fancy, it's nothing that you would want to eat, but it stops you from eating peanuts or whatever it is that you're allergic to, um, and you go from there. But they just sell a number of different items that can't be like fish or different meats that don't have. They even have diets for people for religious purposes as well, and um, they're ones that don't have pork or different type of beef that certain religions can eat. So there are ways around it. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's not the best thing in prison because you know you get the best quality diet, but at least it'll save your life. Well, is it like if you happen to be in a small town and it's one in the morning or whatever and you're just out of options, if you go to McDonald's or something like that, if you modify something, say you get a Big Mac, you put extra cheese on it, whatever, they have to make it fresh as opposed to something that's been sitting around, so... Do you think, or like if you're on an airline, if you get a vegetarian meal, it's usually going to be better than what they're giving the masses just because they had to take some special effort to do it. So is that stuff maybe a step above the regular stuff or not at all? Yeah, in some cases it is. I mean, sometimes when we get, you know, powdered scrambled eggs, and the people that get special meals get, you know, I don't know, cheese sandwich or an omelet or something different. In some cases, yeah. Uh, look, I've seen those some of those diets, and I think, like, oh, man. When you get done with something, you get a bowl of air. So for me, it wouldn't be, but, hey, it saves your life. It's something that, that people sometimes want. You know, in, in some cases, guys just do it because they want something different. They say they have allergies. But we have, all, we have the same type of clowns in prison that we do on the street, so you can imagine. So... The answer to the question is, yes, there are some diets. They're not the best diets in the world. Like Matt was saying, it's like going to McDonald's and asking for something. It's better than the rest, but it's not that much better. All right, thanks for the question, Jesse. And feel free to send us your questions, listeners, to our Instagram or Facebook page. That is Instagram, Facebook, at Death Row Diaries. And we're also on Patreon. And that is patreon.com slash death row diaries. We appreciate all of our contributors. Everyone new will get to you and uh, all the thank yous and everything. It really helps support the show. Keep the lights on, as they say. And of course, you get 
access to content that the general public does not. That's only for our Patreon subscribers, so consider giving a few dollars a month, and of course, we do appreciate it. I also forgot to say, don't just send us a question on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and follow us on those platforms as well. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell them you like the show. Tell them you don't like the show. We don't care. We just need some reviews. So, nationally, you know, especially on the heels of Buffalo, everyone is pretty upset about this Uvalde thing. And, you know, the fact that it involves children. Before we started recording, I guess you've been following this on the news a lot, but you didn't know anything about the gunmen. I can fill you in what I know real quick, and then maybe we can get into why this happened and why it went down the way it did. So tell me what you think about this guy's profile based on kind of what I told you. He'd been planning this for a long time. He'd been dropping hints like crazy. He had been telling everyone on Instagram that he was going to go shoot up a school and he was obviously committed to it because on his 18th birthday he went and bought two semi-automatic rifles and 350 rounds of ammunition. His classmates on the news said certain things that were interesting. They said he tried to be a bully and it just didn't work out. You know, schools are a lot different now. I, I think bullies actually get ganged up on and, and it's quashed a lot of the time, not saying all the time. But one thing that's interesting in particular is this guy killed cats all the time. And he posted images on social media of himself holding a bloody bag of cats. And what does that make you think? Yeah, it's... You know, I look at these things, and, I, and the first thing that comes to mind is that if this guy's posting these things, words that they can be found because of keywords. You know, on the internet, you can buy keywords or certain phrases. Facebook, these places, they can easily track words or sentences. And what this guy is doing is saying he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that. And and I understand this whole concept of saying what you want to say. But when you're talking about hurting people or hurting children or doing something like that, there's got to be a system that red flags this. This guy, it's hard to say he's a bully. It's very hard to say he's a bully because he seems to be the kind of guy that picks on something that's defensive, defenseless. Cats. That he's holding a bloody bag of cats on social media and no one sends up a red flag. Just mind-boggling for me because we know that this happens. We know the, the kind of the, the precursor to what's going on or he's prefacing his actions with other things he's showing he's doing to get attention. And, you know, they say he tried to be a bully. I don't know how you try to be a bully and you're not a bully, but... This guy seems to have a lot of issues, and look, it's hard to stop people from doing what they're going to do. And I think in the media, people are concentrating about this guy's background, his reasoning, and, and, and I guess my position is real simple. I'm looking for a solution to the problem. I'm not looking to do all this talking about reasoning and background and what led to it, how was he bullied, did his, you know, Puppy get taken as a kid, was his dad a bad guy, was his mom an alcohol. Those things are irrelevant because once a person decides to do something, they're going to do it. Now, all we can do is put safeguards there to prevent them from doing it. So, I mean, you ask the question, what kind of guy is this guy? Well, he's a scumbag. Unfortunately, he's an 18-year-old scumbag. He's very immature. So, the question is, why would he do this? You know, I guess the first thing that comes to mind to me is attention. You have 60 seconds remaining. We're using his name. Um, we're talking about his school. We're talking to his friends. He becomes, in social media, he is the headline. The Ovaldi shooting is a headline. He's getting the attention he wants. So I think we have to look for a solution to that problem first and then address the other problems. 
What kind of guy was he? He's a scumbag. He's an 18-year-old scumbag. Uh, that's all I can say about the guy. Yeah, so his stuff on social media, I mean, he was in chat groups with people, and I don't know how much they were involved, and, you know, you could think, uh, I'm planning on shooting up a school, is essentially what he said. Like, all right, well, this is very dark humor. This guy's not cool. But I I don't exactly get how you think, well, he's not really going to do that. I mean, you may as well take it seriously at this point. It's not like it never happens. It happens <clears throat> It happens regularly enough that you should think, all right, it's a threat worth looking into. But I will say that all the teenagers on social media that he was talking to when he was threatening to rape his classmates and rape women and kill their pets and whatever he was doing, they all reported him. Um, but he... He somehow still still made it back onto these social media platforms, but I mean, is that really I don't I don't, I don't know that more close social media monitoring is really going to do a lot here. I think it's one of the things that could help the situation. Well, that's the problem right there. It was reported, and no one investigated it. No one went to this kid's house and said, what the hell? Checked his bedroom. Checked. I get all the civil rights things. You can't go into a house without a warrant. Look, when it comes to kids, meaning children, not him, because he's still a kid, but children, and him talking about doing the things he's going to do, look, I understand all the political uh, bullshit that we use to protect people like this. At that point, there are no civil rights. Someone goes to his house and finds out what the hell's going on and grabs him and says, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You're talking about doing this. What's, some, put him in a, in a psych ward for 30 days and evaluate this guy. Find out if he's serious. If he's serious, then we deal with it then. But all these, these issues, someone dropped the ball again. This isn't something we're talking about for the first time. They're doing it again. People in charge of protecting society, protecting children, protecting, you know, what, what's the, the phrase that law enforcement serve and protect? They drop the ball again. And I have a problem with this. Yeah, I'm playing armchair quarterback here. But these, we shouldn't have these conversations because if you remember, man, every time this happens, we talk about the same issues. You got politicians on one side yelling and screaming about gun control. And on the other side, which is about 50% as well, are talking about Second Amendment rights. So let's let's take that conversation out of the picture. It's not going to get solved. Gun laws are not going to pass to a point that's going to stop people from shooting. Because the other side doesn't want it done, and this side wants it done. It's, it's a stalemate. For 13, 12 or 13 years, Sandy Hook, all these, we've talked about the same thing. We're going to pass this law. It's a law that stops one particular weapon from being, it, it can't shoot 100 rounds in a minute, as opposed to 50 rounds in a minute, or something like that. It's just these silly-ass little laws that these politicians play with in order to get votes. They're a bunch of idiots. If they continue to talk about this stuff, and worse, the people that are listening to them and think this has any bearing whatsoever on whether this is going to happen or not, those people are idiots. I don't know if you understand this or not, or even agree with me. Gun laws are not going to change nothing. They're not. We've been talking about this for decades. Every time this happens, you have, Paul, you have Joe Biden. He's at Ovalde, and he's sitting there heartbroken and apologizing. This can't happen again. Really? It just happened a couple weeks ago. There's been more than 250 incidents of school shootings, what I call soft targets, in the last 10 years. 250. How does this keep happening? How do these politicians continue to talk about this the way they always do? We're going to do something. We're going to pass laws. I'm going to change this, this gun law. I'm going to do this. And when it doesn't happen, because when time passes in three weeks, no one's talking about this anymore. Till the next time. I don't want to 
Don't you find that to be troublesome or not? I mean, you tell me. Yeah, so the futility of the politics. So I think people kind of on the left and the right tend to agree on civil liberties. We can't have people 5150 because their girlfriend's mad at them that day. And, you know, cops abuse whatever power they have. So I don't want to get pulled over by a cop. And he says, you're looking a little crazy. Next thing I know, I'm in a psych ward for a month. But we can all agree, I think, that when there's these documented threats, that, of course, the person should be 5150'd. I don't think there's hardly anyone on the libertarian side or the far left or the far right that would even disagree with that. Um, when you look at legislation, so you have people on the left, like myself, oftentimes, saying defund the police, and that's a bad way of saying it. What it means is shift the resources and their priorities. So you could say, okay, well, maybe that'll lead to less law enforcement being available to do what they need to do. Well, guess what? People on the right don't want to pay taxes. And that's how we we have you know civil servants such as cops. So it goes both ways. And we're not going to get rid of guns. We know that. Now, I mean, don't you think just one pragmatic solution would be banning these assault rifles or having uh, more restrictions, even an age restriction? You can't drink when you're 18. Um, that maybe it's just a little too easy to get guns. I don't think that would solve the problem, but well, yeah, no, absolutely. And look, I know this is going to sound clicheish, but look, guns don't kill people; people kill people. And I get it; these assault rifles aren't bad; they're bad blood. Any way you look at it, bad blood. And but they're not going to go away. The left wants them to go away; the right doesn't. So let's forget that conversation, as I said. Let's forget it. Let's look at a solution. We need a solution to the problem. We don't need politicians and jackasses talking about this all the time. I have the solution. Yeah, you know, hey, pragmatic Bill here, the, the, the solution guy, I've got the easy way to take care of this. And here it is. You mentioned tax payment. The right doesn't want to pay taxes. Does it matter about taxes? If we have $40 billion to send to Ukraine to fight with some idiot named Putin over there, if we have billions of dollars to send to Colombia, to Mexico to stop drugs from coming to this country, ladies and gentlemen, listen here, supply and demand. People want drugs in this country. You're not going to stop it. So to start putting all this Money is stopping. When all the stuff is going on in this country, there's where our problems. Forget taxes. We don't need to worry about taxes. The money's there. Here's how you stop it. So I'm going to give you a question. Max, you and I have 40 tons of gold, and we're going to drive from South Central Los Angeles to the worst neighborhood in Los Angeles. And everybody knows that money's in there, that, that gold's there. What are we going to do to stop people from taking from us? Well, we're going to arm ourselves pretty heavily, first and foremost. Exactly. Okay. So here is the solution to the problem. Our most precious resource, our most precious commodity, all our kids. They are the kids. These gunmen are not going into South Central Los Angeles and shooting up those schools. There's a reason for that. Did you know that in South Central Los Angeles where there is heavy gang violence, the LAPD has three to four active officers on the campus. The gates are locked and you can't get in unless you go for them cops. And they're all armed, by the way. So, yeah, I already know that you got a libertarian out there talking, oh my God, you're going to make it like you're the Beirut. You're going to make uh, uh, schools in the prisons. Better a prison than a bunch of kids at a funeral. So how we stop this is in every school in America, we put not a bunch of fat, donut-eating cowards, because those are the, the cops at the Ovalde shooting were cowards. 77 minutes they sat outside wanking on themselves when parents are trying to get in there to, to, 
save their kids, and these cops are arresting the parents. Those are the morons you had out there. So you get rid of those. First and foremost, you fire everybody in that police department and the sheriff and anybody, any other sheriff, too, because he's a freaking moron. What you get, by the way, I'm very passionate about this because these are the same mistakes we've seen happen time and time again. And these politicians, all they got is a bunch of words for us. So what you do then is you hire or you bring in three officers with active shooting experience. They're the probably war vets. They know what's going on. They know what it feels like to get shot at, so they know how to shoot back. There is a large fence around the, the facility. And to get to the kids, you have to go through a checkpoint. I'm willing to bet you that there aren't going to be many of these people looking for soft targets, kids, at a school when you have people that are going to shoot back at you. And I know people are going to say you're making this thing into a, into a violent situation. It is already a violent situation. You have 21 children murdered. Just so you guys know, do you know what an AR-15 does to the human body when it hits it? It doesn't just make a hole like you see in the movies, ladies and gentlemen. It rips body parts off. If you hit a person in the shoulder with an AR-15, the arm is no longer there. Some of the kids that were hit, they were so torn apart, they could not identify those children unless they brought DNA specialists. Think about that. So I'm a little passionate about this? You're damn right. Think about this. Well, you need to protect kids. Go ahead. You're painting a pretty bleak picture in terms of fortifying these schools. I understand what you're saying in, in terms of being pragmatic. Do you have a solution? You got a better one? Maybe Easter bunnies surrounding the school. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was looking at it in terms of how many murders are mass shootings versus one or two people are killed. And, of course, that could get into the, the thing that, you know, there's gun violence in the hood all day. I'm sure a few people were killed in Chicago this weekend, and no one really talks about it because we're used to it. And... I think we all understand that, that there is some hypocrisy there, but are you going to act like 20 kids being murdered is not news? I don't know. I don't know how you could really take something obvious and and try and like spin it into an agenda because it's all part of the same problem. But Well, yeah, but the, the difference is when you go in these neighborhoods and you have gun violence between gang members, whether it be 15 years old or 18 years old or 50 years old, if it's gang members against gang members, look, in my position is, hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm talking about innocent kids at schools. They're there to study. They're there to do good, to become better people. Some moron comes in with an AR-15 and starts riddling them with 350 bullets and killing 21 of them. Yeah. We have to make an issue of guarding those schools and guarding those kids. The gang members that are kids that are killing each other, I don't have a solution for that because they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what I do. You can't put cops all over the place to stop them. I'm talking about innocent kids. Yeah, well, that's something the left is going to ignore, that the vast majority of those murders are people that were uh, involved in violence with each other. But... I, I'm pretty sure that there are still more innocent victims in, like, black or poor neighborhoods, you know, per capita than there are in schools and, and public places and things like that. But I just, of course, like, the bigger the number, like, exponentially, that's going to be more news. It's just more newsworthy. It's not that it's just a, a better story. It's just it's more shocking and it, it's just more newsworthy. So... No, it is. But you have, and I get all this stuff, but in regular society, we have millions of acres and millions of miles. Of, you can't put a cop in the street corner. In this situation, you have basically goldfish in a barrel. Okay? That's the situation we have here. And you have a guy going into that fish barrel, and he can just pop people off. It's easy to kill him. They're soft targets. 
So I'm talking about trying to stop that particular issue. Look, I can't solve all the world's problems right now. Make camper, I probably can. But in this situation, you have goldfish in a barrel and you have a guy sitting out from the barrel just shooting them. That's when we can stop at putting law enforcement at those schools while kids are there. That's the only way you can stop it. And look, right now, Matt, guns and being able to buy them with regulations, those are the guys that have no record. Like this kid, he didn't have a record, so he's able to buy a gun, a rifle, whatever. That's not even the problem. Guns that are bought by criminals are already on the streets. There is no, all this arguing about gun laws, it's irrelevant. It's not even an issue. It shouldn't even be talked about. Because right now, if I got out of this cell right now, well, not you, because you, you look like almost a cop, but if I walk down less than 18 minutes from here, I'm willing to bet you that I have 250 bucks in my back pocket, I could buy a gun off the street somewhere. That simple. You just have to know where to look. So to argue these gun laws and back and forth is, is ridiculous. These guns are already on the street. If that kid didn't buy it at a gun store, he'd buy it somewhere else. Believe me, he would do that. Now, should there be some kind of process where if someone buys a gun like that, like that there has to be extensive checks. And I know that the other side is going to fight that. So we're, we're arguing a point that's going to take 10, 15, 20 years, and meanwhile, more children are going to be murdered. It has to be dealt with now. So I think your idea of fortifying the schools is like super depressing i i think what that says about the country is that it's really sick i want to give you my theory on why it's sick and i think that's what people are responding to when they do these types of things but to back up your point i looked at the stats and most shootings as you well know um, about two-thirds of them are people that know each other right friends or a spouse and <clears throat> Then you break it down further, only 25% are strangers, someone who's killed by someone they don't know. And I was always of the live free and die uh, philosophy, like, I don't need security everywhere. It does bother me. I'll just take my chances with a mass shooter, because that's just not how I'm going to die. That's why I'm not afraid of swimming in the ocean. I'm not going to die via shark. I'm going to die by a heart attack or something like that. But I looked into it a little further, and I still, it's not something I worry about, but the mass shootings, depending on how you, how you calculate it, how, what you consider a mass shooting, it's like about under, but close to 1% of that 25%. So I can eliminate someone I know killing me. I don't hang out with people that kill their friends and family. So that's gone. So, like, the chances of me being shot in a mass shooting are actually still very low, but a lot more than I thought going into it. Well, exactly. And that's the big point here. They're not going to change these gun laws because of money, revenue. These kids, to the people in charge, are not worth changing things for. You just hit the nail, you just hit the nail on the head right there. It's about economics. It's about money. Those kids, to the people in charge, are not worth the change. It's not worth spending all that money to put cops in every school to protect kids because it happen often enough. And that is sad. That, to me, is what's sad. That we spend all this money on Ukraine and all these other people and all these other places, and yet the kids in this country, because it's a low percentage, and Hispanic, they're black, you know, some white, doesn't matter. That's what this is about, it's about percentages. And that is said that in this country, we send our kids to school, they get slaughtered, and you get politicians that give you a big whole hopster, how they're going to change, change that. I prefer they just told us what you just told me. Well, the percentage of you being killed is so low that if you get killed, it's not that big of a deal. Okay? Tell that to the parent of the child who was cut in half by that guy's gunfire. Right. Yeah, it's not always about economics. It's about 
start my child's life. And that's my position on it. I'm going to start by changing gun laws and uh, get to spend some money to protect kids. Well, I think that people like Ramos are kind of a product of economics. And I don't think you're going to agree with me on this. But this doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Certainly not all the time. And I think the problem is that there is an awful lot of resentment in this country. It's palpable. You can feel it. Half the country's angry at the other half. I put myself in that category. Um, and, you know, I think when you, you run a, a few different things through this logarithm, there's a few factors, and any one of them could be the center of the problem. But in this country, you know, it's a capitalist country. If you're not rich, you're a nobody. Except the media says, well, hold on. If you're not rich or famous, you're a nobody because we need famous people because we're part of the capitalist system too. So we need material. And that whole wheel keeps spinning around. And now you have Republicans going, no, poor people in this country are actually doing really well. You know, it's not Mumbai. It's like, all right, well, great standard there, Mr. Patriotic. Yeah, it's not Mumbai. Okay, <laughs> your system's amazing then because it's not Mumbai. The fact is people in this country are starving. That's an incredibly poor area, and I'm not, I'm not blaming anything about what he did on that. I'm just saying that we have a system where we have billionaires. We have people starving. We have billionaires, and I'm not talking about equality of outcome. But does a billionaire work a thousand times harder than a millionaire? Is a billionaire a thousand times smarter than a millionaire? Is a billionaire a thousand times more business savvy than a millionaire? You know, Jeff Bezos has $133 million. Is he 133,000 times smarter than someone else who does what he does? No. I mean, the fact is it's a system that was designed to protect the wealthy so they would stay wealthy and never give their money up. And I think now the cracks are showing and it is political, and it's been politicized by the left and the right, whose explicit goal is to keep the system in place. And I really do think that that leads to this tension, this this palpable bad energy in the air, and I think it leads people to do stuff like this. I really do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a point, but I don't think it's true, because in that case, you should have went and shot up a billionaire's house or something. Or kidnapped the billionaire's, you know, family. He killed a bunch of innocent poor kids from a Hispanic neighborhood. Yeah, I don't think that has anything. Well, to do with I don't think people I can. I don't think they can process it though. I think they're angry. They don't know why. I think that's why they're angry. There's like, there's just a permeating sense of injustice, in my opinion. And and people think it's it's the left's fault and the right's fault. But I think that's what's leading people to just be really, really goddamn angry. Well, it's, it's a possibility. I mean, we need extra psychologists to come here and tell us about this stuff, but I, I don't particularly believe that. I believe in a capitalist society. I, pers I believe a person has the best idea, works hard, and goes to college, and you should have a better life than a guy who's a bum and is under a bridge. There has to be hierarchy. There has to be a buffer zone. There has to be the people with the working class. That's what makes a society work. If not, you're like Russia. you got a bunch of rich motherfuckers, and you got the poorest of the poor, and they're dying for a piece of bread. The whole Lenin, Marxist, communist thing does not work because no matter what society you're in, there's going to be an elite. We, we see it in Russia. They had communists, like you had the rich people in government, and you had the freaking people dying of starvation on the streets. The capitalist side is the model and is the best way to do it, at least for now. But this has to do with... Well, I, I agree with... I agree. I'm not against capitalism with, with some socialism involved, but... I'm just saying that the – I'm talking about the tax structure. I'm talking about old wealth and people feeling like they never have a chance to break in and seeing, you know, dumbasses go to USC who fucked off and drank for four years, become the president of a company. It pisses people off. Yeah, I, I can see how that pisses people off, but I, I, you just can't drink your way through college and become the president of a company because at some point it shows. You become the president of the country. And, Oh, you mean Bush? Well, I mean, yeah, that's one example. I mean, people can say, well, look at Donald Trump, another freaking moron, right? But I digress. Um, look, you could put a, you know, a clown or a puppet to run this country because he's got a cabinet, he has all these people, they're going to run the country for him. I mean, look how much of a jackass uh, uh, Trump was. And, you know, the 
country's still here, and then look at Biden. And I mean, we have, I don't like politicians, as you can probably tell, and I think the left and the right are both full of shit. So um, I'm trying to concentrate on solutions to this problem, and, and I believe that protecting our kids with guns, against guns, is the only way to do it. I'm not saying be violent, I'm just saying you give people something to think about before they go into schools because they're going to get shot. And these kids are thinking about video games. They're thinking about da, 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 da. they're killing a bunch of people that they're not getting shot at. But if they have to go through all these different systems to get to their prey, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And, and that's basically what I'm saying. I'm saying making it difficult for people who want to use guns. Look, if they didn't have guns, it doesn't take a genius to go to a library, figure out how to make a bomb, and plant a bomb. Okay? Not that difficult. But if you can't get to the fish, again, it's a lot more thinking, a lot more processing. I'm only talking about children at this point, and that is the only way to protect those children in that situation. And look, at some point, probably in the next 20 or 30 years, some brilliant politician is going to say exactly what I'm saying right now, and they're going to do exactly what I'm saying. Because it's going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. This is going to get worse. These are soft targets. How do we know this? None of these morons are running into a freaking FBI building or a freaking army base or a freaking cop station because they're going to get shot. That's why we're doing this. You know, and all that thing about, well, they're mad about taxes, that would be even more of a reason to attack the system than attack a bunch of kids. So I, I don't believe that. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I'm just saying that there's, there's tension in the air. The country hates everyone else in the country so it, it just it leads people to to be hostile without even being able to pinpoint why i just think there's more of a baseline hostility in this country than most other places well if that is true and let's, let's, let's assume that, you, that you're completely 100 right that that's even more of a reason to have people with uh, arms and police enforcement at schools to prevent this from happening. Not to keep kids in or to search their lockers or do all that kind of crazy stuff. To prevent people from coming in to harm those children. That, there's a big distinction between the two. I don't want cops to school going to people's lockers, picking on kids and that kind of stuff. No. These cops are there for one thing. To protect the perimeter of that place from any breaching that perimeter. That's what I'm talking about. So, Bill, it's my opinion that the police, and I know they're not a monolith, but if you look around, they do a lot of patting themselves on the back. They really do. And my experience has been 90% of the time I encounter them, they're trying to extract revenue from me, and it's at least dubious that they're trying to protect me. Okay, so you've been in prison riots, right? You know this kind of stuff. Correct. Um, I think... It's really obvious what's going on here, but what was the correct response? Well, let, let me start off by saying, let me preface what I'm going to say with this. Even the worst criminals want police. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. daughters, protect our children, protect the people that need protecting. And no criminal, even the worst one, wants complete chaos and anarchy. That doesn't work. We need law enforcement. And from what I've seen, from my perspective, law enforcement, for the most part, do a, a pretty good job in protecting, serving, and doing things right. In this particular situation, there's been others I've seen. Law enforcement dropped the ball completely. There is no excuse because each officer is a free-thinking person. There's no excuse for you to hear an AR-15 going on in school with children are screaming. 
there are phone calls from inside the school calling their parents. Parents outside the school trying to get into their kids and cops arresting them instead of getting their ass into that place to protect those kids. There is no excuse that we were told to stand down. I don't give a damn if freaking Christ came out and told you to stand down. Those kids are being massacred. You get your ass in there and you serve and you protect, which is what you're hired to do, by the way. There's no excuse. That was a complete blundering. It just they dropped the ball. It's, it's so horrible to try and fathom what those kids were experiencing, the terror, when a gunman is going at them and their friends are falling around them, being massacred. And then what you do is you arrest parents because they're trying to get it. By the way, I saw in a news clip that a, one of the sheriff's child was in there. And that retired or, or off-duty went into the school and brought his kid out. And another mother jumped the fence and went in there and got her daughter. So what the hell? Well, according to Lieutenant Chris Olivares from the Texas Department of Public Safety, the officers didn't pursue the suspect because, quote, they could have been shot, end quote. Which I That's think job. is the point. I guess he's trying to say if they're shot, then there's no one there to protect them. But they just kept piling up and not doing anything. And uh, I think it's cowardice. You know, you could say, oh, no, you don't understand. You've never been there. Yeah, true. But, you know, some things are just, you know, pretty easy to connect. I, I think that they were afraid of getting shot. Look, one of the problem is those particular law enforcement there, they didn't have active shooting experience. That, there's a big difference when you're the one only doing the shooting, like the, the gunman. He, he didn't know what it felt like when someone shoot back and he was doing the shooting. The same thing with those cops. They were there because they've gone to a range, they've gone to a thing, and they know how to, technically they know how to shoot. But to walk into a situation when you know they're going to shoot you back, that's a whole different ballgame. Again, proper training. You, people like to use that word, uh, people like to use that word, defund the police department. I think that's the, the worst freaking phrase you can use in the world. We don't want to defund the police. We need the police department. And any person out there says, oh, we don't need, you're a freaking idiot, okay? Let me tell you, I live with criminals. If there was no cops out there, <laughs> you would be walking around, okay? It'd be Beirut out there. You need law enforcement. But you also need proper training. These guys aren't properly trained in active shooting situations. Look, I'm not law enforcement. I am a convict. I'm also considered a criminal. But I know that side of the game. I understand what's needed in these situations. Those cops screwed up. That that lieutenant over it, whatever that freaking... That dude needs the shit slapped out of him, okay? Because when you're saying my officer is going to get shot, you're damn right they're going to. They're there to protect and serve. They're there to protect those kids. They stood outside for 77 minutes and listened to 350 rounds being shot. Yeah, I'm getting a little excited here, ladies and gentlemen, but this is what pisses me off. 350 rounds. 77 minutes. That means for nearly an hour and a half, these clowns are out there sitting there wanking on themselves. Are you serious? And you're arresting parents because they want to save their kids. Let me tell you something. If a child was in there and I had an interest in that child in that school, I don't give a damn if King Kong was in there. I would be in that school and damn anybody who's standing my way to get to that child. It's just that simple. If you put me in a situation right now and you say, hey, Bill, there's a gunman in there and they're going to kill those kids. And I don't know those kids. You're damn right I'm going in there. I don't give a damn like you shot. That's part of the game. Remember we were talking about this before? And I bet you that those cops... Look, I'm willing to put a bet with anybody that's freaking listening to this station or to this podcast right now. I'm willing to bet that there is film from one of those cops, or at least a couple of those cops, that they were filming the whole freaking thing with their phone. Want to bet? That's a good point. And no, I wouldn't take that bet. <clears throat> 
Because, I mean, at a certain point, it's you're, you're thinking about it, and maybe you don't react the way you should have. You have two minutes, which is an eternity when someone's shooting children. You have five minutes. You have 20 minutes. You have an hour. I mean, if it's you and me and 16 other guys, at what point after, you know, the initial surveying of the situation do you go, okay, 15 of us, one of him, we two of us get shot. That's our job. That's the way it goes down. And you're a hero. And, and that's not what they did. Yeah, I'm not even thinking of all that crap. Uh, I, I tell, hey, Chukinski, you, you're with me. I'm not going to go ahead. Fuck you. And I'm rolling. I'm going in there. There has to be somebody that steps between the bad guy and kids. Someone has to do it. And yeah, you might get shot. But you know what? That's why you wear that badge. That badge is a shield. It's a shield to protect. Not just your ass, but everybody else that you're supposed to. There are weak people in this world. There are kids in this world. And that's what the motto is. Serve and protect. Where the fuck did that go? Well, that's what I mean. If, if I'll give you 20 seconds to say a Hail Mary... That's what I mean. Yeah. That's it. And then you're going in. That's it. I drive up. I hear that going on. I'm going in. I don't give a damn who's there. If my captain tells me, hey, you need to step naked the fuck out of the way, Chad Lane. All you are is a lane. Get the hell out of the way. We'll deal with this. We're going to take your, your job. Yeah, do it when I get done saving these kids. Get the hell out of my way. So the only thing yeah, about it, that. the only thing about it that I could from reading it that I could find that was not cut and dry like that, which is just that I don't understand it. I don't know how, you know, what kind of equipment they have or how any of this shit works, but I think the doors are pretty secured because they do lockdowns and they practice lockdowns. And so the dude was locked in the door. They had to get an employee to open the door. Hold on, hold on, Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah, no. No, bulletproof windows in that school. You just get the, the butt of your rifle and you smash the window and you go in. No, that's bullshit, okay? But what about that? What about that mesh? Yeah, I'm just wondering because I know they have the little battering ram thing that you see on cops. I'm just wondering if they could have got in the door. That's all because I don't know. They could, I could have gotten that door in less than 13 seconds, okay? If I'm, I'm grabbing my pump shotgun from my car. I'm pulling out my, my 9mm Glock that I got. I'm shooting that door until it opens. Look, there's no excuse. These guys blundered the thing because they were cowards. There's no way and buts about that. People are going to say, oh, man, man, Bill, you're a criminal. and you're, you're a convict. No wonder you're calling cops cowards. I don't have to call them. All you have to do is look at what they did, and a moron can tell you, those guys are cowards. But what do you think they There's would no say? They're going to give me freaking 50 different politically correct reasons as to why they didn't go there. Well, I'm a father myself, and I can't go in there because my kids will suffer. That's why you're a cop, man. There is no reason. There is no reason. I don't care what excuse they have. There are kids in there. There's an active shooter. You're a cop. Do your job. Otherwise, get the hell away. Let those parents. I'm willing to bet you that Sal Rodriguez, who was standing there being arrested for trying to go in there, if you would have given him a Glock, he would have gone in there and tried to get his kid out of there. Yeah. Excuse yeah, it's just, I, I just can't imagine what those conversations were. I'm sure there was a lot of back and forth between different agencies and whatnot, but it doesn't matter. They had the information. A student was in there saying he's, he's shooting people. You know, I mean, it doesn't even take a leader. It just takes, like, a fairly competent person or a borderline competent person to to get in there and shoot him. Yeah, and look, and we're going to, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to have the town mayor, the governor, all these politicians, it's a free prison, so they're going to go in there. They did this wrong, there's going to be an investigation, all this stuff is going to happen. Meanwhile, some officers will be put on leave, paid leave, by the way, all this stuff is going to happen. They'll have a sacrificial lamb that they'll use, and that's it. Within a month or two months, nothing's going to happen. Because that's what happens in these situations, as we spoke about. Economically, it doesn't serve their purpose to put a lot of money into this, because 
It's only a few kids, it's a small community, and we know how politicians work. It's just a big free-for-all chasing the money. So, we don't have our politicians' kids in schools like this. The president's kids have armed CIA and Secret Service and everybody else. Why is the president's kids more valuable than, than Sal Rodriguez's child? And I understand, yeah, he's the president. People are going to use him as a target. Obviously, our kids are targets now, too. Look, I get it. I, I, I'm not an idiot. I understand that you can't do it to me. But we can have some type of resistance at those schools. So when someone decides to do what they did, they'll be met with that resistance. Rather than just looking into a barrel and just shooting into it. I mean, that's, that's basically my take on the situation. It's a bad all the way around. I hate to be the guy you're pointing the finger right now. But I think that a lot of the public right now, there are a lot of parents, a lot of people, just common sense who are looking at this situation and saying, what the hell? And if you're not, well, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and that's why I think we should relax on the Blue Lives Matter thing for a moment, even though that was a really problematic thing to be saying in the first place. Of course, they do matter, but giving them special status over the citizens that they're paid to protect? No, uh, we need to stop that. No. No, that's why we have, that's why we have sheriffs, and that's why we have police enforcement, that's why we have law enforcement. This is their job to put their lives in danger to protect the people that need protected. This is not debatable. So, blue lives, yeah, they matter. Of course they matter. They're human beings. Every uh, every law enforcement officer that has that has a life that has children, wife, it matters. Everybody matters. But in that situation, that's your job. Do your job. Well, how long would it take until that guy was dead? If these guys were in the military, these cops, and they were sitting there watching someone take out civilians or fellow soldiers, what would happen to them? Immediately. I can't see uh, the military or any competent law enforcement officer allow that to happen, like those guys allowed that to happen. I mean, prior to you asking that, you actually asked, well, what would happen in a prison library? <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is that if I was in that library and that guy was doing that, he'd get nailed quick. I'd tackle him. You've got to stop people from doing bad things. Come on. I mean, look, I'm not the guy that's been here to push laws or to enforce laws. It's not my job. When my job is as a fellow human being, I see somebody being hurt, and I have an opportunity to stop that situation. You know, unless it's a situation where it's two combat combatants that are involved in it because they want to be involved in it, or someone's victimizing someone, or trying to victimize someone, as we've spoken about when someone's trying to rape somebody, I'm stepping in. I don't care the consequences. I'm stepping in. Period. Well, we'll be back next week with a, another another case, another story. We do appreciate you guys listening. And until then, I've been Matt Ralston. Yeah, I'm going to go. Be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. Your life can depend on.